Good evening. Today is January 30th, 2023, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is from the stories, prefaces, and um, one other thing. <laughs> and our speaker tonight is Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Hey, everybody. Thanks. I'm Lisa, compulsive overeater. Oh, so nice to see y'all tonight. And thank you, Eileen, of course, for asking me to speak. And oh, just deep breath. Um, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to speak. Um, and that that comes with being abstinent. Thank God you know, not being, not being in the thick of the disease. Um, and I'm just going to say a really quick prayer. God, you know how nervous I get and my self-centeredness uh, can run the show. So I pray that your words would just speak through me and um, could hopefully reach somebody that might be suffering tonight. Amen. Okay, so everybody, we are looking at um, these stories, preface, and the forewords. Um, so before I get into that, I'm just going to uh, quickly qualify. Um, I have been a member of our Readers Anonymous for coming up on 12 years, um, started my food recovery journey 20 years ago, uh, I came into OA via AA. And I say that um, I, I really do respect singleness of purpose in both of those programs, but there's absolutely no way that I would be sitting here tonight that there would even be a chance to be absent if it was not for my sobriety. sobriety. So I will forever be grateful. Um, of that and that that opened the door for a lot of healing to um, to take place. Um, so, um, and I've had varying lengths of abstinence. I have a lot of relapse in my story. Um, and one of the biggest things I can I can say is that um, for the most part, and I've taken a few little you know, hiatus where I'd be like, I'm never going back to OA, like during a relapse, and I'll literally throw away all of my literature, uh, only to go and buy it again a few days later. So I've taken some, some very, very brief, um, uh, brief times where I've actually walked away from the program. But for the most part, this is the last, the last house on the block. This is the only place that has ever brought me um, the kind of peace that I have been searching for my whole life, that I was searching for in the drugs, the alcohol, the men, the bags, the boxes, the cigarettes, all that. Um, so there you go. Okay. So just to, I'm going to, my focus is going to be on a particular story, but just to kind of head to the my intro here, basically. So um, um, on page 29 in the big book, it talks about the reasons for the stories. Um, and this, the whole purpose of the stories is to show, in, in the very beginning, it was to show people who were brand new to AA how 
those members establish their relationship with a higher power, a God of their own choosing, that enabled them to recover. So that's the whole purpose of the stories. And of course, our purpose in telling the story is the same thing, is to give hope to um, the still suffering compulsive overeater. It, like it says at the, the very bottom of page 29, um, it says, we hope no one will consider review self-evaluating accounts in bad taste, those are the stories. Our hope is that many alcoholic compulsive overeating men and women desperately in need will see these pages, the stories, and we believe it is only by fully disclosing ourselves and our problems that they will be persuaded to say, yes, I am one of them too. I must have this thing. So um, my favorite story in the big book is on page 544, and it is called Freedom from Bondage. Uh, this is the same page in the third edition and the fourth edition. Um, and basically, you know, from the very beginning, uh, and I'll explain why this is my favorite story, but, you know, I looked up the definition of bondage um, and it says the state of being a slave. And to be able to have freedom from that bondage today, it's, it's just a miracle, you know, it's just, um, it's just an absolute uh, miracle. Um, I'm just going to quickly read these first few paragraphs, and then I'm going to dive in to share some of my experience, strength, and hope related to some of the pieces I'll pull out um, of this, this woman's story. So at the very top, it says, Young, when she joined, this AA believes her serious drinking was the result of even deeper defects. She here tells how she was set free. And she goes on to say, the mental twist that led up to my drinking slash eating began many years before I ever took a drink or a bite. For I am one of those who says he proves conclusively that my drinking or eating was a symptom of a deeper trouble. Through my efforts to get down to causes and conditions, I stand convinced that my emotional illness has been present from my earliest recollection. I never did react normally to any emotional situation. The medical profession would probably tell me I was conditioned for alcoholism by the things that happened to me in my childhood. And I'm sure they would be right as far as they go, but AA or OA has taught me that I am the result of the way I reacted to what happened to me as a child. What is much more important to me, AA or OA, has taught me that through this simple program, I may experience a change in this reaction pattern that will indeed allow me to match calamity with serenity. And matching calamity with serenity has been my kind of my catchphrase for the past year or so. Um, and that's what and that's what this program does. That's what these steps do. That's what this fellowship does. That, in my experience, is what happens when God works through each of y'all, when God works through a meeting, when God walks works through an outreach call. Um, that's for me, that is what has happened, uh, especially in this past year. Um, so I'm going to just briefly, because uh, I don't have a whole lot of time, but um, once again, just kind of qualify, you know, 
I learned years ago that the why is not important. And I really believe that. Why did I become a compulsive overeater? You know, a lot of people say, you find out why, so you can blame someone, you know, and all of my years in therapy and stuff, I, I, I did enough of that, you know, it finally came time to where, um, you know, I had to, um, I had to pick up, I had to pick up what I had, you know, and work with it and take responsibility for the here and now. Uh, but just to kind of back up, you know, um, I, uh, I was actually talking to my sponsor this morning and I was telling her how nervous I was about this and how, you know, I just recently went to the birthday party and I was so nervous being there and I wanted to present this person to everyone I met to anytime I get on a meeting is as just this someone, you know, to be admired, to be, um, just envied sometimes that's that's part of my story you know and the whole reason for that is that I learned very early on that my appearance and everything that went with it was um one of the most important things so my uh my father, and this is not to blame, I, I have, I've really since forgiven, but my father was, and my mother were very strict growing up. My father would actually weigh my brother and I, and he would record our weight and he would monitor what we ate. And yeah, that's, that's pretty screwed up, you know, and there was a period of time, like I said, that I was very angry about that, but I now realize, and I have since realized he was doing the best he could. My my parents did the best they could with what they had and they were taught those things. Um, so, you know, I had a lot of pressure. My mom was very much like always made up and just looking gorgeous. And I was taught that. So a lot of emphasis was put on appearance. Going back to what I was talking to my sponsor about this morning, it only makes sense that I am going to have body image issues. It only makes sense that I have, um, uh, you know, my my appearance, how I look, what people think of me, has been so such a driving force in my life. And so, yay, we know we know the truth now. Now we can recover. Is the way that I look at it. Um, uh, heading into you know just growing up, um, I there was a period of time where I would, I looked back and I was like, man, what the heck happened to that girl? You know, um, I would harm myself. Um, is that five? Oh, my Lord have mercy. Okay. So I would harm myself physically. I would, um, uh, make sure that, you know, I would have to go to the hospital. Um, basically what I was saying is somebody please come and, and, and save me, help me notice me, um, went into my teenage years, got into the drugs and alcohol and the men and just everything on the outside smoking. Um, when the drugs and alcohol were the prevailing force, the food was on the back burner. You know, when, when the drugs and alcohol were on the back burner, the food was the prevailing force. That's always how it has been. Um, and, uh, um, so it was always just trying to find something, something on the outside to fix. And that went on for years and years and years. Um, got sober at the age of 32. 
that started, like I said, about 20 years uh, ago, started my recur recovery journey with the food. Um, and, you know, I, I'm going to share this because this isn't, this isn't, I'm, what I'm trying to do with this talk tonight is to give the glory to God, my higher power. I'm just going to just, I call him God. Um, and I give the glory to him. Uh, but all of my, all these years, you know, all of the, the suicide attempts, the, the, the usage, the, 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 you know, the, the food, the, the seeking outside of myself, going to therapy, taking medication, all these things, you know, I, I really, once I really understood that I had, that I was a compulsive overeater and I had the disease of addiction and really got it into my heart, it took away the shame, you know, cause it's like, you know, I would call my sponsor and I'd be like, oh, I, I relapsed again. I picked up and she'd say, well, of course you did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not to give not to give myself an excuse, but of course you did. You're a compulsive overeater. That's what we do. So that took away um, the shame. And um, it, about five years ago, I, I got my answer as to the why. And I never thought I was going to get my answer to the why. I knew that the why was not important, um, but it was a... Um, it was a Sunday. It was in uh, November, um, five years ago. I was 49 years old. I had laid down to take a nap. I woke up. I called my husband into the room. I was hyperventilating. I said, let's go into the closet. I've got to tell you something. And um, I said, I just, I just had memories surface of being um, sexually abused by my father and my uncle. Never, never in a million years. I, I had always thought, okay, some things were kind of screwed up in my childhood and thing, you know, sometimes my dad would be inappropriate, but um, it, 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 it was mind blowing. It, it, it was, it was mind blowing. The next two weeks I spent walking around the lake in our neighborhood. Uh, I was in the food. I, I, I didn't care. Certainly God didn't care because he was right there with me the whole time. Um, and uh, that was the, that was absolutely the darkest time in my life. Um, but it, it answered a lot of questions for me. Um, part of what I love about this woman's story is that part of the bondage that I felt um, when those memories surfaced, I remember writing a very long, lengthy letter to my father, and it was it was full of some really intense emotions. And I said that I would, it's not that I said I would never forgive him, but I had such a hardness in my heart, you know, and I knew only God could relieve that. And um, I carried those feelings um, and this was in and out, you know, of, of, of abstinence and, and relapse. And I carry those feelings. And um, a couple of years ago, I, I was absent for a nice stretch of time. And um, all of a sudden I found out uh, my brother told me that my father um, was starting to get dementia. And um, he asked my brother if he could possibly contact me. 
five minutes left? Okay, thank you. If he could contact me and something shifted in my, in my heart, I was in so much, um, it's almost like that was kind of the last thing to go. Like I had freedom from the food at that time and, and I was free from alcohol and all that good stuff, but it was still something that was holding. It's like, it was almost like a string and I was being pulled around and um, something just came over me. And I just said, you know, I, I, I forgive him. I, I, I didn't say that to him, but something just something really beautiful shifted in my heart. And now, and I know it's God, it has to be God. Um, I, I see him, um, I'm not angry anymore. And he never, he never owned up to it, you know, for a long, so for a long time, I went around thinking I was actually kind of crazy, you know, because I thought, well, who would, who, if somebody denies something like that, well, then how could you, how could you, how can it be true, you know, but um the 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 anger the resentment the hard feelings melted away and um and like i said i know that that's god and it's not anything i did either it was almost like just day to day doing the things i needed to do and just being open to god's healing love um and that happened um for me um a couple more things i just want to read um I just, I just love this lady's story. So of course her story goes into all the, you know, she, she gets down there pretty quick. Um, she has a lot of pain, but um, on page 551 in the middle, it says, AA has taught me that I will have peace of mind in exact proportion to the peace of mind I bring into the lives of other people. And it has taught me the true meaning of the admonition, happy are ye who know these things and do them. For the only problems I have now are those I create when I break out in a rash of self-will. Um, and then lastly, um, her last few paragraphs, she says, the only real freedom a human being can ever know is doing what you ought to, what you ought to do because you want to do it. Um, and then last, that last paragraph, I just love it. This great experience that released me from the bondage of hatred with my father and replaced it with love is really just another affirmation of the truth I know. I get everything I need in Alcoholics Anonymous. Everything I need, I get. And when I get what I need, I invariably find that it was just what I wanted all the time. And that is what I get from this program, y'all. I it's the it's the winning tickets, you know. <laughs> it was um I, I, you know, I just celebrated nine months of abstinence a few weeks ago, and that was abstinence back from a, a, a very scary place um, of, of being mostly suicidal each day, you know, from being in the food. I know what that's like if anyone is struggling um, here tonight. I know that pain. Um, I was told to keep coming back. My sponsor never fired me. She lovingly was there for me. Um, every step of the way. Today we celebrate my successes. You know, she's there for me in the hard times, of course. Um, and I'll just quickly close with, you know, um, my youngest son is um, my youngest son is a drug addict, and um, he, over the past year, it is 
it has been a roller coaster of psychiatric hospitals and emergency rooms and treatment centers and the pain of watching him struggle. And I was in that pain too last year at this time. And a member told me, <clears throat> she said, Lisa, the best thing you can do for him is to recover, recover, recover. That's not frothy emotional appeal there. She, what she was telling me and I knew to be true. Um, I had to, uh, I, uh, I had to get, I had to get abstinent again if I wanted to shot at this thing. I just, I just had to. And, and thank God, you know, I tell my Swansees, you know, the, the hours turned into days, the days into weeks, and now the weeks have turned into months. Um, so I'm just hanging on to that hope, and I hope to extend that to anyone who's struggling today. Thanks for letting me share. I'm sorry, Lisa, thank you so much. That was so moving, so courageous. Thank you. Um, so I'm sorry, now I, I lost my place. We are now open for questions or three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week, which are the stories, prefaces, and forwards. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call. I'm sorry, the, the leader who is Amy, me, will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would our timekeeper, Akimi, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. And if our speaker, Lisa, has asked a question, please allow three minutes for her answer. All right, let me just change my view. We can see you all. All right, and I see Meredith. Hey, everybody. Um, Meredith B. in Nashville, Tennessee, compulsive overeater. Wow, Lisa, thank you. Um, that was a harrowing story. And it really just points to the power of God in your life. And I, I just love that you... Um, I mean, some situations are just so impossible that there's no other, there's no other way. And <clears throat> other than, you know, handing it to God, um, and you're walking and talking today. Wow. Like it's a miracle. It is a miracle. Um, Thank you for um, just carrying that message and reminding reminding me um, that that's where it's at. Um, you know, I can't do any of this. Um, so I just appreciated that so much. I'm just, my mind is kind of blown, but thank you. I'll pass. 
Hi, everybody. Amy B, Compulsive Overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state today. Again, thank you so much, Amy L and Subin team uh, Monday for January. Thank you for your service. Thank you, everybody, for doing service at this meeting tonight. Um, Lisa, thank you for your service tonight. Thank you for your service to this meeting over the past many months in being one of our speaker getters. What a wonderful service. Um, shout out Eileen. And thank you also for um, doing that and, and doing it. And shout out Eileen, but shout out for the teamwork that the two of you shared and all of that. And that's, and that's a reflection of you and who you are. And Thank you for your service at the birthday party because I, while I didn't get to spend as much time with anyone as I wanted to, my first impression of you was doing service in an elevator with a whole bunch of stuff and just being a light and humor and helping and just being a, a safe, familiar warm anchor point in what was a swirling event, whether you were surrounded by clothes or whatever else it was, that was what was in the elevator. Sorry. Um, yeah, but that's the point. You know, it's connection, it's generosity of spirit. And you shared tonight what a service. What connection and generosity of spirit. That's it. I love you. I pass. Thank you, Amy. And Jody, will you share with us? Hello, I'm Jody. I'm in recovery from eating disorder. And Lisa, oh my gosh, thank you so much for that vulnerable and honest and beautiful share. And just for what you brought from the story and just sharing yourself. And I have seen you grow so much over the years. It just is a privilege to watch. And this past year, I've seen you and your husband live through so hard circumstances and you have worked the program every step of the way. And it is inspiring and I just love you and just love your recovery and so proud of you and just um, so glad that I got to hear you share your warmth and love and service tonight. And I'll pass with that. Thank you, Jody. And now I know that's not Bob, it's Betty. Will you share with us? Hi, everybody. This is Betty S. from Florida, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, alias Bob. It's his computer. I'm trying so hard to be a techie and I'm failing. But anyways, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Love. I am so grateful I got to meet you at the birthday party and share. You know, thank you so much for sharing of yourself. You're so, you're so down to earth and honest and transparent. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to, to share, to come out and share these very deep personal experiences that we've had that over time were so painful. And yet today, you know, we can look back and, and learn from them. 
and be healed. And, and it's not something that I can do by myself. I learned today, an experience I had today just came out of the blue and just ripped me apart. But guess what? God put me back together. I didn't do it. Just like you said, you're dealing with all these issues with your son and, and your father. Those are huge, huge issues. And yet, you know, your our higher power brings us through. And, you know, um, we talk about it's about the food until it's not about the food. Well, you know, sometimes it's about the food. Sometimes, especially when we come in, it is about the food because that's how we, that's how I survived. That's how I coped. And I don't regret it. I, I am grateful for it. Well, you know, it still chokes me up to say that, but um, I am because it got me to where I am today. And today, by the grace of God, as you shared, just being abstinent and making progress and the blessings and the total miracles with a capital M. So I, I hats off to you for your service. I appreciate it so much. Um, I'm always so happy to see you, you know, in your little Hollywood square. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. And thank you, everybody who's doing service tonight. I pass. Thank you, Betty. And now, uh, Ian, will you share with us? Hi, I'm Ian F. Compulsive Overeater. Very grateful to be here. Lisa, um, I don't know where you're on my screen, but thank you so much. That was um, that was incredible. I, I, uh, the, there's a quote that I that I really loved, and I probably didn't write it down verbatim, but it was, I will have peace of mind directly proportional to the peace I bring into other people's lives, right? And um, I think that's that's really what this, this service is, you know, at the end of the day. It's like I, I think it's crazy. I don't think I've ever been on a meeting where you weren't being of service in some way. <laughs> I saw you and you were just like, you know, of course, going to meetings is a service in its own way, but like that, that's real stuff. That's real shit. And like, like I, I think that is the crux of, of step 12 and it's the crux of the program is just like sharing, sharing that love and that joy that you, that you found in working these steps and, and you exemplified that really well. Like I cannot be at peace if all that I am thinking about is myself and what I'm dealing with because it's just like that's my disease that's what my disease is it's like it's self-centeredness and it's ego um and like my my brain is just wired in such a way that it will drive me insane <laughs> but like that that peace it just comes when I just like, get out of my head um and I love I love watching you do that because it's such a good example you know I always look at you and I'm like wow that's what I need to be doing. So thank you. Thank you so much. You're, you're awesome. You're a great example. And uh, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you, Ian. Um, I'm just going to lower my hand and I'll just take a quick share. I'm Amy and Lisa. Thank you so much. Um, one second. I I echo everything that people have said before. Um, I don't know what I want to say. I just felt the need to share. 
I do see God working through you. And I relate so much, and I know this is crosstalk, but I I heard about the bondage of self also in the body obsession. And that has definitely been my story. And um, I have all the faces of this disease. I have been, you know, 100 up and anorexic. And um, I always felt like the difference with, with my addiction was that it showed on my body and that you could never look at me and know how the hell I was doing inside. And that was my bondage of self. I, again, I, I, I was left speechless because I just admire when people can come and share things that are so unspeakable and painful, and yet they've come through. We come through. We come through with this power. And this power is what this program offers. And it doesn't matter if I'm in the food or if you're in the food or you're in your bondage of self, we can keep reaching for that power. And we learn that that power is always here. We can come home to it. And we will grow together. We can heal together. And I'm so thankful for that message of hope and power that you walk with every day. And I'm sorry for all that you're carrying with your son, but thank you so much for showing up for us. I needed to hear you today. Thank you. And, um, I will go to the screen and Eileen, will you share with us? Sure. I'm just like, oh, that last that last share was so beautiful. <laughs> just was so beautiful. Amy, thank you. Um uh, Lisa, um thank you. Thank you so much. Um I just I picked um being the uh the helping find the speakers because in the chat you said you were gonna do it and I'm like, well, she's gonna do it. I want to do it with her. That would be so much fun. And um you definitely made it, you made it amazing. Um I had no idea meeting you at the birthday party and hearing about your history. I was like, what? There's no way. <laughs> It's just like, I just love you so much. Um, I love getting to know people's three-dimensional lives because I just, you know, it's, um, it's amazing to me. Um, and I love, I love what recovery, you know, how recovery shows on us. You know, I, there's a friend, I have a, there's somebody in program who she, whenever I see her, she's like, recovery looks good on you. And I love that. And, and that's really, that's you, Lisa. Recovery looks amazing on you. It's beautiful. And I'm just so honored to be a part of your life today. Um, um, I loved hearing about, you know, one day at a time and taking like one step in front of the other. Um, because that's 
that's what we do. I loved hearing about higher power with God. Um, cause that's what I'm, that's what I'm been doing. <laughs> like today I'm just like, okay, now what? <laughs> it was a lot of now what, now what God, now what? Um, and I just kept, I just kept walking now what, now what? So, um, uh, I'm sure there was stuff I wanted to say. I'm just, I'm so honestly, like in my, uh, there's so many people on this meeting. I just want to like, my heart is like in 10 different, like here, here's my heart. Here's my heart. Like you, so many of you have hearts of my heart. Um, it's like, I'm, I'm overwhelmed and, um, and I love this meeting and I'm like, I'm so trigger happy with like zoom bombers. I'm like, you look like you could be a zoom bomber. You're out. And they're like, no, no, no they're not a zoom bomber. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's like, I'm so like, ah, I should not be a co-host. I, this is not working for me. Anyways. Um, I'm just like, so grateful to be here. And Lisa, thank you so much for your share tonight. And it's been an honor, you know, working with you and together this last uh, since August or whenever we started September. Okay. That's it. Thank you. Thank you, Eileen. Elizabeth, will you share with us? Oops. Sorry. Hi, everybody. Can you hear me? 